0: welcome to the relationship church podcast this is our midweek service where we dive deeper into the word of god studying the bible together as a body we invite you to grab your bibles open your minds and prepare to search the scriptures with us we are relationship church the whole life church
1: Uh, Father, we come before you. God, thanking you for um, time with you, Lord Jesus. Lord, we thank you for another opportunity uh, to meet with you, Lord, to discuss your word, to talk about uh, life in general. And God, we give you praise, honor, and glory in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Good evening, everyone. Um, We are going to go ahead and get right into things. I just want to share something with you guys um we talk, of course, as you guys know, we talk a lot about um just very uh practical things uh but things that are very very necessary in life and uh that's what one that's what we're gonna actually kind of just talk about tonight years ago um the Lord directed me and and showed me how to um hold on one second okay, sorry about that um had uh the lord directed me uh on how to uh put together and have a uh, a personal uh what i call manifesto for my life Uh, and some of you guys may be um uh familiar with that word but i'll give you the definition uh it it means to publicly a public declaration of policy and aims especially one issued before an election by a political party or candidate so manifesto means it's a policy it's it's your uh modus operandi or mo as some people call it it's it's a declaration of how you will operate in your life okay and i'm going to share uh mine with you guys tonight and we're going to go through it not because i feel like mine needs to be you all's but just to give you uh kind of an example and while it says that it's a per, it says it's a public declaration, uh, when I think of a manifesto, I actually kind of think of it as being a private thing where you're talking about an individual as opposed to a political party uh, or some kind of business. Uh, so I'm going to share it with you uh, with a little trepidation because I've never shared this with anyone, uh, not a single person before. <laughs> um, but I am going to share it with you guys tonight, uh, just as an example. Uh, as I said, uh, of of what I think one should look like. This is um, a roadmap, so to speak. It's a roadmap for me. It's something that if I'm not looking at it often, I'll get off from it. But the thing about a a map is that a map uh, doesn't just, or you think about your GPS, it doesn't just show you uh, where you are. Um, it, it It shows you where you are, not just where you're going. So even if you get lost at some point along the way, looking at this manifesto helps me to bring myself back to where I should be and it's something like when we did our um our our book study before and everybody put together their like life um can't remember the exact words that they used when we read that book uh I think it was last year uh but this is that same kind of idea it's not as in depth. Uh, I still have that one. Yeah, I believe it was called a life plan as well. I still have that one. But this is more of like a bird's eye view. So we're going to go into it. And that will actually kind of be our Bible study. And you'll see why in a minute, because it does reference uh, quite a few scriptures. But I hope that it helps you and blesses you. And I really believe that everybody should have something like this that is written out Uh, that they can refer back to on a a regular basis otherwise like the book talked about that we read we have a tendency to drift and when we get that tendency to drift uh, i know at least for me i can only really speak for myself and you know some that i've talked to so i know it's not just me Uh, but when we drift sometimes we get frustrated because we're not getting what we want out of life Uh, but a lot of times it is because uh, we have drifted from our real purpose So the goal is to just be focused uh, and move straight ahead uh, into, you know, we can't control everything, but there's a lot of things we can control. And if we focus on the things that God has given us the ability to control, then the things that seem out of our control many times will come together as well. So uh, without further ado, I'm going to share my screen here and we're just going to walk through this a little bit together. All right. So. Uh, For me, I call mine, call it whatever you want. But for me, there were three things, three, what I call balancing disciplines in my life. Again, this is from back in, I believe it was August uh, of 2016 that I first wrote this. And the first one was devotion. All right. Now, for each section, what I did is I put in a a statement about what I wanted to do, backed it up with a scripture. And then I had some sayings here. Uh, or, or some I guess motivational quotes in here and then I talked about the activities uh, that I need to do like kind of down to a, um, a uh, less of a bird's eye view and more of a daily structure of disciplines uh, so this first one under the three uh, number one is devotion and my statement is the most important thing for me is that I spend time with my father this is where I find my ultimate and only lasting source of strength. So for me, that was number one. Uh, and, and really for any of us, that has to be number one because he is the only place that we find our lasting source of strength. Uh, we can and, and I notice I use the word lasting on purpose because we can find some other things that'll give us strength. Uh, but but if we're really truly called by God, when we start to get away from God, God finds ways to bring us back to him. And part of that. Is by sometimes allowing our strength to be taken. Uh, there's a scripture in Psalms that talks about uh David's talking about the bones that you may have broken, rejoice. Lord, you know, give me forgiveness from you so that these bones that you have broken, God, you got me broke down. And and it's his love. It's his love. It's not God trying to just be mean and force you to. Uh, to obey him, it's his love because he's bringing us back to him and saying, you know what, I'm allowing you to have this rough time because I want you to be back with me. So our only lasting source of strength is through Christ. The scripture tells us that the joy of the Lord is my strength. Uh, So spending time with God is the only way that I really have any kind of strength, really know anything about what to do. So the scripture here I give to back up, to back this up is very early in the morning while it was still dark, Jesus got up, left the house and went off to a solitary place where he prayed. That's Mark 1 and 35. And I like that scripture because it reminds us, you know, we know that this was a regular thing for Jesus, even though we don't see it written over and over and over again. Because the funny thing about it, even though we know Jesus got up every morning or most mornings before it was dark and prayed, we don't get this written a whole lot in the scripture because the disciples were still asleep. But Jesus knew even how important it was for him to be uh, in the face of God, because even though he was God, he had to connect with that spirit on the inside of him because he was in sinful flesh. How much more so is it for us to get up and is important to connect with God uh, to stir up the gift or stir up the spirit that is on the inside of us, like Paul talks about to Timothy uh, in, in the book of, uh, I can't remember if it's first or second Timothy, but he tells him to stir up the gift that's on the inside of him. So uh, Mark 1 and 35, I could also put in there Luke chapter 22, uh, because it talks about how Jesus went to the Mount of Olives. And the scripture says in, in Luke 22, it says, as was his custom, it was his custom to get up while it was still dark it was his custom to get up and make it his first thing that he did every morning which was to not scroll social media uh not to get up and figure out what all we got to do that day not to get up and return text messages from last night but he got up early in the morning and prayed got up early in the morning and sought the lord uh for that coming day these the um the uh, quotes here. got a couple quotes. The first one says, to succeed in your mission, you must have single-minded devotion to your goal. Uh, to succeed in your mission, you must have single-minded devotion to your goal. And so for me, again, that means devotion to God. Devotion, mission, devotion. You want to succeed in your mission, you've got to have devotion to your goal. And in this case, the real goal is God, okay? That's the first, that's the primary goal. Next one here says, you will never change your life until you change something you do daily, daily. The secret of your success is found in your daily routine. This is John Maxwell. Now, this doesn't have to just do with devotion. This is true for regardless of what it is. uh, But first and foremost, of course, spending time with God. So it says, you'll never change your life. I love this quote by John Maxwell. You'll never change your life until you change something you do daily so many of us have so many daily bad habits whether it's that daily coke uh whether it's that daily sprite or whatever it may be that daily mountain dew that daily bag of chips that we know is full of grease that daily uh uh show that we know we shouldn't be watching that daily thing that we do that we know is is not really keeping our mind on god or keeping us healthy and he says you got to change something you do every day the secret of your life is found in your daily routine some of the most successful people that I know have a daily routine a morning routine some of them even have an evening routine a wind down routine Uh, but there's a routine because you know what if not we get what we call decision fatigue and you guys have probably heard of that before decision fatigue is when you have so many decisions that you're trying to make that you end up in a position uh where your where your brain is kind of just um where your brain um extension uh, am six, 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 six. glad you didn't say Pepsi. Uh, uh, yeah, your daily Pepsi, whatever. Uh, Pepsi as well. But anyway, um, sorry, I was looking at the comments real quick because I was trying to make sure I got a notice that my internet uh, was unstable for a second. So I was trying to make sure you guys weren't telling me that you couldn't hear me or something like that. Um, so... But anyway, so you'll never change your life until you change something you do daily. The secret of your success is found in your daily routine, your daily routine. So you have to find a way to have a healthy daily routine, not getting up and, you know, doing something unhealthy, but getting up and making up our mind to seek the Lord, making up our mind, read our Bible, to spend some time in prayer, to get up and go take a run, to go to the gym, uh, you know, to drink that coffee black instead of adding all that cream and sugar, whatever it might be. Uh, But the activities under this one for this part of the manifesto under devotion, the activities here is Bible reading, prayer, quiet time, good spiritual books. I think sometimes we forget about that one. Um, You know, it's so hard these days. It's like, there's no Christian bookstores left, Uh, but you know, Barnes and Noble, a lot of times you can find some good Christian books in there. Of course you got Amazon, Um, But also, uh, one good thing with spiritual books is that sometimes, uh, you know, of course, we should read our Bible, but if you have a good spiritual book, it'll lead you uh, to read your Bible. So a lot of times that's how I can uh attack devotion as opposed to just going into devotion saying like okay well I'll read the book of Exodus or I'll read the book of Ephesians. And I've done that before. Uh, but a lot of times if you find a good spiritual book that is dealing with something that you want to learn more about, whether it's faith or prayer, um, you know, joy, whatever it is that you feel like you're lacking or you could use help in, find a book. And I can give recommendations if you want them, but find a good Bible-based book that is about that topic. Uh, if you feel like you're, you know, not feeling the Holy Spirit like you used, find a book about about prayer or about the Holy Ghost, uh, and then just begin to read that. And and again, I can give you recommendations, or you can find it on your own. But any good spiritual book like that is going to have plenty of opportunities for you to go to the Scriptures and find the Scriptures because it's going to list Scriptures, it's going to talk about Scriptures, and then you'll be able to go to those Scriptures and read those Scriptures and and see um and, and see for yourself. Um, and that a lot of times that's how it sparks for me to be like, you know what, I'm gonna go back and read the whole book of, of First Timothy because there's some really good stuff in here about blah, 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 then it kind of leads you on a book study so it doesn't, you know, sometimes I think people think that like studying the word of God can become boring, and if you do it the wrong way I hate to say it but it can become boring, uh, but but one good thing is just God has given us so many great authors uh that that can really like lead us through and walk us through the scriptures and ignite a fire inside of us to study the word of god for ourselves okay Uh, and the last one i have here is bible verse memorization uh just memorizing scriptures i tell people all the time when they're going through different things and got different things going on in their life i say find a scripture you know, write it on an index card, put it on a sticky note, and put it on your mirror. Uh, put it on your visor in your in your car, and just begin to recite that verse to yourself over and over and over again. And, and I've had to do that so many times. Something going on in my life, the enemy attacking me, uh, even on my way to sleep or something at night, and I just have to start saying, "God has not given us the spirit of fear, but a power, love, and a sound mind." And I remember that as a scripture that you know when I was younger. My mother used to always instill in me because I was always like fearful of something, always fearful of something. Uh, and so I just remember that scripture, of course, and many of you will probably all know it. Uh, and I'll just recite that to myself over and over again. So all of those activities fall under this first one devotion, Bible reading, prayer, quiet time, good spiritual books, and Bible verse memorization. All right. Now, the second of these balancing disciplines is health. Okay. Uh, health. So this is my earthly devotion to myself. I know that might sound uh, a little crazy, you know, say devotion to yourself, but this is my earthly devotion to myself. This is the uh, my opportunity to sweat it out and eat healthy. Using discipline in this area helps me to have discipline in other areas. Uh, fitness is actually something that... Uh, is considered what they call a keystone habit. There's a book by Charles Duhigg called The Power of Habit. And in that book, he talks about certain uh, habits that are called keystone habits. And keystone habits are habits that, when you put them into place, they automatically start other habits. So a keystone habit is a single habit that you put into place that begins to ignite other habits automatically. So it's like you put something in place, And then that thing being put in place will immediately begin, uh, or not necessarily immediately, but it will soon after begin to cause other habits uh, to go. And the important part, the reason that keystone habits are important uh, is because uh, it's very difficult to start several habits all at one time. It's a very difficult thing to do, to just start, you know, like just wake up one day. And this is where a lot of us fail, because we wake up one day and we want to fix in one day, uh, or at least you know, start a bunch of habits that will fix in one day what it took us years to do. One habit of saving, and we want that to get us out of years of debt. One habit of eating healthy for a week or two, and we want that to get us out of years of unhealthy weight. you know, one habit of, of being a good steward at work and doing good at our job, and then all of a sudden we're expecting that we're going to get a promotion right away, but that's not how it works. But the good thing about keystone habits is that you can change one thing that's relatively minor, uh, and it will jumpstart a lot of uh, other things, so Uh, I put here, sweat it out, eating healthy, using discipline in this area. Again, it's a keystone habit. So it helps me to have discipline in other areas. Uh, Another keystone habit is is getting up early in the morning. Uh, That's something that can start a bunch of other habits because you're up earlier. You got more time, uh, you know, going to sleep earlier and getting up early the next morning. I guess I should say, don't just get up early tired because you'll probably just won't do anything, end up just scrolling Facebook or something, uh, but making sure you're getting up well-rested. And have a plan for when you get up. Uh, So anyway, it says the key for health for me is planning. Workout clothes in the car healthy meals planned in advance. I try to always keep some kind of gym bag, some kind of clothes in my car because, you know, sometimes you're like, well, I don't have time to work out, but then a meeting cancels or something happens. You're supposed to go with somebody to lunch and you end up not going and it's like, oh, well, by the time I figure out what I'm going to wear to the gym and do this no, it should be something fairly easy, you know, even for me now. Uh I got seven pair of the same Adidas shor- shorts. I got seven pair of the same um, uh, gray, like, uh, shirts, not this shirt, but it's a, a gray shirt. I got seven of those. I got seven pairs of the same shorts. I got like four pair of the same sweatpants four, four of the same sweatshirts. Uh, and then I wear the same shoes to the gym pretty much every time, uh, one of two pair. And I got a bunch of socks that all match. Uh, so regardless, you know, I don't have to think about what I'm aware. It's literally just like, seven of these, seven of these, you know, I got workout clothes, throw them in a bag at the end of the week. And again, this is not something that I'm telling you, like, I got down and like, oh, I don't need no help in this area. So I constantly come back to things like this and remind myself why this is important, why I need to keep that gym bag packed, why I need to keep, um, you know, all seven of my shirts stacked and packed and and ready to go. Uh, Because any excuse will stop you from doing something like this. But being healthy you know, working out and eating healthy is to the body, what prayer and reading the word of God is to your uh, spirit man. Okay. So this is important. It is important because the body, or I'm sorry, the, the spirit really can't do anything if the body is weak. You know, we got a lot of people, even great preachers that have left here way before their time or not been able to accomplish what they would have been, not because their spirit had a flaw, but because their body did. Okay. So scriptures to back up health, it says, what don't you know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit, which is in you, which you have of God, ye are not your own. So he's telling us that our body, like, of course, this scripture is actually talking about uh, sin, but he's making the point here that your body, your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. So you have a responsibility to keep the temple clean. You have a responsibility to te- keep the temple of the Holy Ghost uh, in, in tip-top shape. We all have that responsibility. And then he says in Third John 1 and 2, beloved, I wish above all things that you would prosper and be in good health, even as your soul prospers. So yes, he wants us to prosper in our soul. He wants us to be uh, saved and, and to constantly advance in God. But he said, he wants you to be in good health, prosper and be in good health. Uh, as your soul is prospering as well. So my motivational quotes here is, build yourself. It's never too late to redefine self-control, to change long ingrained habits, and to do the work that you're capable of. Read that again. That's that's another good one, because I love this part here where it says, he says, build yourself, just like you're building a business, like you're building a brand, uh, anything. He says, build yourself. It's never too late to redefine what? Self-control. Never too late to redefine self-control because we know that's what it is. That's what keeps us from God. That's what keeps us from health and fitness. So we got to redefine self-control, change long ingrained habits. That's, that, that's so difficult. These are long ingrained habits of doing unhealthy things, but it's never too late. And he says, and do the work you're capable of. That's a quote from Seth Goodwin. Uh, activities here, gym time, healthy foods, uh, massages, you know, it, it ain't all gotta be work. You know, sometimes it's just good to be in a regular rhythm of doing things like uh, having having massages done, having a regular rhythm once a month or once every couple weeks or something, if you can afford it, to just get a massage, put a little money aside and, and do that. It's good for your body. It's good for your muscles. It's good for relaxation. And especially if you're going to the gym and lifting weights and things like that, it's good to, uh, to do things like massages, saunas, that helps to uh, get that lactic acid buildup out. Okay. And then I put here meditations and timeouts and vacations. Uh, Even if it's just little quick vacations, it could be a little staycation. You know, if the, if money's tight, it could be a staycation to somewhere an hour away and a one night stay and just have some time to relax and and go down to the pool or get in the hot tub or whatever, and just, you know, relax and maybe don't even take nobody with you. Uh, Just kind of have that reset time. Uh, so, gym, healthy foods, massages, uh, oh, meditations and timeouts. I like the meditation part because, uh, of course, we, you know, the scripture talks to us about meditating on the word of God, uh, but it can be very healthy. To just even meditate on, uh, I find myself setting my intention many times for my day by imagining myself or meditating, so to speak, on how I want a certain thing to go. This is how I want this to go. This is how I want this to plan out. And just kind of like almost rehearsing in my mind, like what I'm going to do or how I'm going to handle a certain situation. Uh, And that can be very, very uh, helpful, almost like a, a mental rehearsal, so to speak meditating or thinking sometimes. I use visualization. I've used that. It's very helpful uh, for visualizing the things that you want and the things that uh, you want the Lord to help you to achieve and to have. Um, And so you're using that. There's a book called The Miracle Morning. It's actually not a Christian book. I don't think it's a, I say it's not a Christian book because he's not talking about God or Christian concepts. When I say miracle, you probably automatically think it's a Christian book, but it's actually not a Christian book. I'm not sure if the guy who wrote it is Christian or not, uh, but it's called The Miracle Morning. And he talks about certain things like morning habits or things that you can put into place in the morning. And one of the things he talks about is uh, that concept of visualization, visualizing, uh, not, not on some secret type stuff, but visualizing from the standpoint of, OK, this is what I want. Let me think about this. Uh, I need to see this in my mind before I'm going to see it outside of my mind so that I can work toward it. But I need to see it. OK. And then the last thing. So we got devotion. Then we've got uh, physical health or uh, health. And then the last thing we have is accomplishment. And this one might sound a little weird to you, but we'll walk through it. Accomplishment is number three. It says, accomplishment has long been the source of inner pride for me. So this is me talking to me. Accomplishment has long been a source of inner pride for me. Balancing the first two disciplines empowers me to accomplish spiritual and natural health, which becomes the beginning of all other accomplishments. Okay. So I found out years and years ago, uh, it was probably around this time. So sometime in 2016, I found out that one of the things that really helped me to, um, you ever like end a day and it's like today was a really good day. And you may not even be able to point to anything per se as to what made it good. It was just like things didn't go bad. Um and then sometimes you end the day and you just kind of feel like mundane and just like humdrum and kind of like, yeah, I mean, yeah, today was fine, you know, all is well, all good. Um, and I found for me that the difference between those had to do with what I accomplished in that day and not every day is going to be a day where you just feel like, man, I just knocked it out the park and I did everything that I had to do in my life and I finished everything, uh, everything I, you know, ever needed to get done, you know, it's not going to be like that, uh, every day, but you should have something in your day every day that you can point to where you, what we call ate the frog. Can't remember what book that was from, but called, it talks about eat the frog. As you do that, you first thing in the morning, you figure out the, the hardest thing you need to get accomplished for the day and do that in the morning when you have the most strength. So every day there should be some kind of frog, whether it's a huge toad or maybe sometimes a smaller little tadpole some days, but we should be constantly pushing and accomplishing something, uh, whether that's in our work, and, and it should be in our work if we're, if we have a job where we, uh, you know, work for a company, it, whether it's in our work, whether it's uh, in the gym, you hit a new personal best on a deadlift or something you were doing, uh you know, you, you got a a, a, a great revelation while you were in prayer, uh, all of the above, hopefully. Uh, but the scripture that I use here, says, whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the lords not as working for the Lord, not for human masters or bosses, so to speak. And then the quote here, it says, you can't live a million-dollar dream on a minimum wage work ethic. Um, And I don't know who did that quote. It's been so long ago now, I'm like, that might be my quote. I'm not sure, because I don't have a name there. I usually put names under quotes when it's something that someone else said, uh, but I don't have the name of that. But you can't live a million-dollar dream on a minimum wage work ethic. And that definitely sounds like something I would say. So a lot of times, you know, it it gets easy for us to get frustrated by, um, you know, things that are going on or things that we're going through. And there are some times where we might go through certain seasons where it's like, look, I just feel like everything is outside of my control. But I found that even when I feel like everything is just going crazy, everything is just going or, you know, in disarray, I found that making a list, even if it's not on paper, it can be in your mind, uh, but probably better on paper. Make a list of the things that you are able to control and then make a list of things that are going on that you can't control. And be honest about what you can and can't control because sometimes we wanna put things in in the pile that we can't control. When we can control it, it may just take a little work or it may not be something we can control today, but it's something that if we worked at it in a year, we could have it completely under control and whether it's something you can control or whether it's something you can't control taking that list to the lord lord these are the things that's going on in my life this is what's happening to me and i find that i have to do that less and less when i've got these three things in balance i'm putting god first i'm putting my body second and then i'm putting uh me having something that i can point to to give myself what i call here inner pride now i don't get that mixed up with being prideful Uh, It's an inner source of pride. It just makes you feel good about yourself, so to speak. And those three things uh, for me, those are those are the most important things I would say in my life. And you may be thinking, well, what about your family? Uh, What about your kids? What about your wife? What about your parents? What about you know what? I have to do those three things to be the person that I need to be for them. Otherwise, if I'm not doing these three things, then they're actually just getting a piece of me. And it's better for me to do what I need to do and get myself together and then be able to give them all of me than to be giving them pieces and parts of me. uh, And that's actually not doing them really any good because I'm short tempered. I got an attitude. I'm mad. I'm frustrated. I'm stressed out. I'm, uh, I, I'm, I got anxiety because things just are so out of control because I haven't taken the time to do these three things. So, and I kind of discussed that down here. This next quote says, give yourself permission to live a big life. Step into uh, who you were meant to be. Stop playing small. You're meant for greater things. Again, nothing there. That don't sound like me. So I don't know if that's my quote, but I must have missed putting the uh, names for people on these. So give yourself permission to live a big life, step into who you are meant to be, stop playing small. You're meant for greater things. And that's for me, I constantly tell myself, you're meant constantly, excuse me, tell myself, you're meant for greater things. You're meant for greater things. I'm not gonna live on the successes of yesterday. I'm not going to live on, uh, you know, I was reading a book actually today and it was talking about how, you know, it says we got to keep our mindset to a place where we're constantly reaching for something. And if you think about the last breath that you take took, everybody just take a breath. And you think about that. Think about that last breath. You took a deep breath. That breath is important, but guess what? it's not nearly as important as your next breath. So you got to leave that in the past and you got to move forward because your next accomplishment, the next thing that you are meant to attack is not near, is, is more important than your last feat, the last thing that you did. And I know people literally, I know people who hang on to things that they did. I knew a guy who was still talking about how um, how proud he was of himself for graduating from high school. and he went to a high school where a lot of people didn't graduate, so I got it. I'm like, hey, I get that, that's awesome. I'm glad you graduated high school,, uh, but you're 40. um you can't be really living off of the success you had at 18, 22 years later, like you gotta accomplish something else like you you're gonna have to do that, you're gonna have to accomplish more. So just knowing that, Your last breath was important, but your next breath is even more important. Never get complacent. Constantly be working towards something. Constantly be pushing yourself to accomplish something new. What is my next uh, feat that I want to be able to to do? What is my next goal that I have for myself? So activities here, I say engaging self-discipline, following through. For me, it's very easy to start things and not follow through. So I have to push myself. You know, it's one thing to change your mind about something and decide that it wasn't a good idea or you don't want to do it anymore. But sometimes we know that there's things that we need to follow through on. But we start them and then we just get bored and then or we get busy or whatever. And we don't keep that wherewithal that we need to follow through. So engaging self-discipline, following through, waking up early is a big one for me, reading and investing time into the work, because you have to invest time into the work. That's the only way that the work is going to get done, is if we make up our mind to put the time in, to put the time in. I don't care how talented you are, it still takes time uh, to to do things and to get things done. You got to be willing there's rules about uh, what it takes to master a craft. And some have said that it takes as much as 10,000 hours to master a new craft or to really be able to say that you are an expert at something and up to a thousand hours sometimes to just get a basic understanding uh, of it. So we gotta be willing to put in our time to things that we say that we want to accomplish or want to master. And the last part here is just a, a um, little kind of statement. It just says, though is my personal philosophy my life my rhythm of life my strategy for success my declaration and policy and plan for life this is in it represents the only things important to me or even the most important things to me family friends church etc would be mentioned this is simply my personal life rhythm that I need to maintain in order to be present for anyone or anything else, okay? So I just kind of wanted to share that with you guys tonight. Um, like I said, it would be very practical, uh, but I think it's a good idea for everybody to have something like that, that they can look to um, and use in their life uh, in order to keep them on track, to keep them from drifting. Like the that was the whole point of uh, the book that we read and the, and the life, um, manifesto uh, that we put our life plan rather that we put together Uh, and this is really just a reminder it doesn't have to be in the life plan form that we all put together before it can be something as simple as this it's just three pages long but it's something that reminds me on what is going to keep me sane it reminds me uh, about what's going to keep me uh, happy joyful uh, all those kind of things so that's all I have for you all tonight Uh, are there any questions about anything uh, before we dismiss anybody have any questions you should be able to unmute yourself and just ask
0: yes sir I've got a question
1: did you do this after the life plan or before I hope it was because you understood it um and not because you just decided it wasn't important (laughs) um but all right, we will go ahead and dismiss. Father, we come before you, thanking you, Lord Jesus, for this time we had together tonight, Lord. I pray that uh, something that you said through me, Lord Jesus, will uh, strike a chord with your people, Lord God, and just help us, Father, to um, make sure that we're putting you first in all things, as we like we talked about in the manifesto, Lord Jesus, but then also, Lord, um, using uh, you and working through you, Lord Jesus, to create the rest of our life, uh, to help us, Lord, to not not just to be happy people, but to put us in the place to be the best witnesses. Not only, Lord, with our speech but with our life, with what we've accomplished, with what we've done, we can point to something uh, to show you working in our life, not just in spiritual ways, but also in natural ways, Lord Jesus. So we give you praise, honor, and glory, Lord God. And uh, I ask that you bless everyone under the sound of my voice. Give us uh, all peace and bring us back together this Sunday. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Amen. Good night. Oh, so, so somebody was asking a question. Let's see. Can you uh, hear now? Oh, sorry, Olu. Yeah, I didn't know. I got my sound off altogether. Hold on.
0: Yeah. you yeah. Okay. There we go. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I had a question, and I, I think your mother did as well. Okay. Uh, when it came to establishing this, was there like a, a template or anything that you got this from? What led to what led to your decision to create this?
1: Um. You know what? It was. It was something I was reading. This isn't like, it's not a template, if that's kind of what you were asking. Uh, it, it Honestly, some of it came from um, conversations that I had uh, with with my counselor. I was going to a counselor and counseling, seeing, a, a, I don't think he was technically a therapist, but he was like a licensed professional counselor uh, that I was talking to through um, like one, I think it was called faithful counseling or something like that. Um, And that's how I kind of figured it out. Like template wise, this was just like a Microsoft word template that I pulled up. Uh, But I realized like in, you know, through going through counseling and things with him uh, that, you know, these were the most important things to me. And I was like, you know what I need, um, I need to write something down because if I have these three things intact, um, my life is, if i'm doing these three things this is like what i need to be a whole person uh so again this was just like a microsoft word like notes template or something like that uh that i opened up and then scripture the way i did it this way i I wanted to put something down but then what about devotion well that's when i put The most important thing for me is that I spend time with my father. This is where I find my ultimate and only lasting source of strength. That's why devotion is important to me. And then I was like, you know what? We need a scripture. I feel like if this is what I need to be a whole person, then I need a scripture to back that up. So then I just spent some time trying to figure out a scripture. And then with regards to the quotes, I just love quotes. So I really wanted to put in, you know, a thousand quotes and fill up all these pages with great quotes that I found. But I was like, you know what? One or two, because I want this to be a pretty simple document. Uh, and then the last thing where I put activities, that was again, that was just something where I was like, okay, devotion. Devotion is important. Why? Okay, it's here. It's in, uh, it talks about it in scripture. It's here. Here's some good quotes to motivate me to do devotion and and remind me that it's important. But at the end of the day, what is devotion? So then that's when I got down to like the, you know, the the more microscopic view where I'm like, you know what, activities, uh, Bible reading, prayer, quiet time. So. Uh, I don't believe that, you know, I'm, I'm sure some book probably made me figure out it was a good idea, but I was actually, I think what it actually was is I heard something about some company and they had a manifesto and their manifesto was like, you know, whatever they, you know, believe for their company. And I was just like, you know, I'm just as important as a company. I should have a manifesto for my life. Uh, and so that's, that's when I found this. I may have, I, I, I may have had I don't I really don't remember if I had a template I don't think I did uh because I know I probably wouldn't have found no template that has scriptures in it and all that kind of stuff it was just kind of a template I put together myself does that answer your question it does thank you okay and I uh and if you like if you like the way I have it I, I have it in word form if you wanted it uh to be able to like you know just tweak it for yourself and you know but just to remind you like how it's structured and change it around however you want um mom did you have a question she said no no. Oh, okay she was unmuted okay all right well if that is all then we've already dismissed so uh i will let you all go and uh i pray that everyone has a good night god
0: bless you all we pray that today's message has been a blessing and makes an eternal impact on your life join us live on sundays at twelve forty-five p.m central time if you're in the saint louis metro area we meet at 1060 chambers road just off bell fountain road about a mile south of highway 270 you can also join us via zoom the login number is 314-720-8880 You can call that number to reach someone on our ministry team or text the word connect there to be in the know regarding upcoming events. Again, that number is 314-720-8880. Relationship Church is the whole life church. So come grow with us.